Welcome to Urban Lifestyle Cafe, Episode 7. car and of course this is michael car and we are husband and wife so if you didn't know that and you know we, we we've been out for a little bit we at least wanted to let you know who we are yes who we are why we are here starting a blog called urban lifestyle cafe um we have been Married for 35 years. That's as right. Of tw- as of the 22nd. Wait a minute. Say okay. it one more time. 35 years. Been together 36. Yep. So if you're wondering, wow, how did that happen? Uh, and what the hell happens? <laughs> but <laughs> yep. you got to understand there's a lot of different things that occurred in our life. <laughs> And they brought us to the 35 years. Brought us to the 35 years. <laughs> but I'll start it off with the easiest way is, you know, where did we all start? Well, we're both uh, New Yorkers. Yep, born and, and raised. And we went to the same high school. Yep, so not high school that, sweethearts. That's cliche high school sweethearts yeah. because we didn't do throughout high school. Yep. But it was our pretty much our last six months year. Yeah. And it was about the last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah. But um, we were in Martin Luther King High School. High School in Manhattan. And, There's um, no longer named that no yeah. more. And it's already changed. <laughs> but that's where we met. You know, she was a Brooklyn girl. I was a Harlem guy. And we just uh, matched up because I was a gentleman. And she was the tall, sexy woman that I just was attracted to. And yeah. that's what... We came together on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it, that's where it started. So if you if you wanted a starting point, that was the starting point. Yes. So uh, the life in New York and uh, the the places we went and the things that we done. Uh, I'm a I was a church guy. Uh, she was a model. Um, yeah, I never, I was not the church person. You, you and we knowing. When we were, we were best friends first. Yeah. That we were best friends. Um, we hung out together. We had so much fun together, man. We used to hang out on and talk about people on the train. <laughs> people on the street. On the street. People in a restaurant. <laughs> man, we used to hang out a lot. Boy, that was, it was a lot of fun. And then when, you know, we, it started to get a little serious. Yeah, so it, it made our life comfortable because, you know, even as we got older, uh, people were saying, always marry a person that you can be able to talk to. Because when looks and everything else goes away, you at least have conversation. And brother, you and if you real. don't have that, then, you know, that's where the divorce rate is skyrocketing. <laughs> So from there, from New York, um, because of the, the the complexities of Brooklyn and me in Manhattan and the cost of everything, um, 
I made a decision to go to the military. Yes. yes. I said it. Yes. The military. Yes, he joined the so army. So he joined the army. And, you know, we, we, we decided we was going to have a family. Um, well, it right. wasn't it wasn't a let's, let's have a child. Exactly. No, we didn't have that. That no. wasn't the case. It wasn't planned. It, it wasn't, wasn't a planned. Mm-mm. But um, it was what we decided to do together. And I made the decision to say, I'm going to take care of my family. I'm not going to have anyone do that. But the first place they sent us was Clarksville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yes, Lord Almighty. The only place I've been other than Mm -hmm. New York City was New Jersey and Virginia. Well, I have that. I have the pleasure of traveling, you know, to the Caribbean. So I did travel. I was that person that was used to that. So So, so talk talk about how your your family um, took you to the Bahamas, not just the Caribbean, (sighs) the Bahamas. My mom decided to be how Stella got her groove back. Let's say that she oh married. Boy. She married a young man, younger than her, and we all, me and my sister, moved to Nassau, Bahamas, and then from there, Freeport, Grand Bahamas, and then back to the United States. So, so that, that was that was more of an experience that excited me about Alicia <laughs> to say, are you kidding me? You just you just told me you left freaking New York and you lived on an island and not just the one island, but oh you went God. to another island. And then you said, eh, that's not good enough. Let's come back. I'm like, uh, well, why the hell did you come back? I mean, it's just like it was nonchalant. It's like, exactly. like I live there. Like, really, don't want to be there. Um, it wasn't, you know, it's, it was a different kind of living, and everybody seemed like it was so exciting to me. It was like it's just like but, I had to follow. But you my gotta mother. understand, Lisa, you was a child too. Yes. So yes. those perspectives as children, and you know, that's why I said I gotta get out of New York. No, I ain't, I ain't dealing with no New York. I'm gonna get out of here. But when I landed up, when I landed in Clarksville, Tennessee, I was like, "Lord, what did I do?" Yeah, I remember. So, so full disclosure, you know, we did that. I didn't make a lot of money. We lived in a trailer. So when people say, "Yeah, that trailer trash," I may not have been trash, but you know, I, I was probably the trash bag. <laughs> Um, but we were in a trailer because there was no way that I was going to have anyone take care of my family, my daughter and my wife. And I I said, Hey, look, wherever we were or wherever we go, we're going to make that our home. But that's what we did. Yeah, we did. And that's what we did. I mean, it was, I mean, when we got married, November 22nd, 1981, um, you know, then it was me moving to Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm Mm-hmm. And having one child there, and then he got orders to go to Germany. Yep. And I think in between our travels, I got pregnant with child number two. Which you had the child in New York. Yes, yes, New York City. So, you know, temporary before I can actually move her to Germany. And during that time, a lot of soldiers did not transport their family, family. Yeah, to Europe because yeah, it was just too much money. Yeah, they some people were able to travel at the same time unless there was an officer, but we had to ha- we had to wait until uh, Michael actually got there. 
get set up, find us a place, and then we were able to move at the expense of the military. Yep. But we still had to get it set up because initially they didn't supply anything. They supplied money for me to go find a place. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like living outside of the base. We had to find a way to do that. And I, I think that made us stronger people who dealt with people of different cultures yes, and different um, um, colors and religion because we lived in a Turkish family house in a German neighborhood. Yep. That was Muslim. Yep. yep. <laughs> and that was the first time I kind of ran into Muslim people other than the nation of Islam. And yeah. it was kind of like, wow, so Just a different this is Muslim? Okay. Yeah. It was different. It really was. But the town was beautiful. The oh, German people Urbach. was outstanding. It was called Urbach. Yep, the town of Urbach outside mm -hmm. of Nyom. Was it not? Yeah, Nyom. Exactly. We Nyom. Went to Nyom. But yes. from from Nyom, then we went to. No, no, no. Oh, I'm we sorry. have Milan. Oh, so during that time frame, there was another child. <laughs> so, and that was the last one because we was like, I'm no not having more. no more children. No but more. But we have three children. And so, if you remember that, it didn't take long from 81, and we moved around for three or four years. And think about it. So we had three children within there. So now we got adults, but we'll get to that. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we had another child in between there. But it brought us back to Virginia. So Virginia, yes. um, most of my family is from the peninsula side. This, the, was your second, this was your second tour. This was like going on eight years, I think. No, when we, it was two days. Yeah, it was about seven about seven years. Right. It right. was about seven years because the back end of that, I think we stayed for a little over four years mm -hmm. on the back end being in the military. But we kind of, I trained for a new specialty in Virginia and yep. we actually stayed there, which was pretty cool for a little while. Um, but yeah, in Virginia, in what was the, what part of Petersburg? Yeah, Petersburg, Petersburg, Petersburg Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Not too far from Richmond. Yep. Not too far mm -hmm. from Richmond. And my family is over in Hampton and Newport News. Yep, so that area. we was familiar with the Virginia area. So we traveled up and down Virginia in the Commonwealth State. Um, found out uh, <laughs> the different way people were there as well. Exactly. Uh, that's when my little brother moved in with me, Mark. Uh, and he stayed with us for a little while. Uh, and I was working out of there. working in Richmond because there was no job in Petersburg. And she went to Richmond, which took us to another different aspect of what do you do with your life when you're moving around? So I had to be the steady one from there. But my wife had to have an opportunity to say, look, I'm going to do something else. And she worked for Sovereign Bank. Yeah. When, well, you know, remember... Um, um, I wanted to change a career because I was doing retail for a mm -hmm. long time. And At Luskins. Yeah, Luskins. And, you know, working on weekends was killer. And then you was always not there, you know. There was times yep. you was gone to weekends, and it was hard to find a babysitter. It was expensive. So I took uh, two, uh, two, what is it, continuing education courses mm -hmm. in... Um, programming, MS DOS D base. Put it on a resume. Took my resume down to the bank. 
Sovereign Bank, all the banks that was down there. Now those banks are combined with other banks that you call Bank America and all the rest of them. You know the names of them. Yep. Um, and I got a job as a what was a database programmer. Yep. And I did that for a year. And I loved it. And then Mr. Carr had, had got to leave. Had got orders to go back to Germany. And I'm like, dude. Well, actually, no. so here's the thing now. I didn't really get orders to Germany yet because during the middle of that time, mm-hmm. it was um, the the war with Iraq. No. So Desert Storm was there. Desert Storm was in Germany, babe. Yeah. So that's how I got orders to go to Germany. Oh. I didn't get the orders to Germany. My whole company got orders to go to Iraq. But in between that, I had orders to Germany because I was at the time ready to go to the next area or extend okay. my service. Okay. But I said, hey, look, I'm not going with them. I got orders. So we battled that. So in order for me to not actually go to the war at that time, <laughs> I said, I'll take Germany instead. Okay, okay. And okay. that's what made that difference between there. Okay. Which was really kind of crazy that people was like, how did you get to avoid that? Because even when I got to Germany. You still had to go. I still had to go. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but at least I had the opportunity to say, Look, I didn't go with this company, but we'll turn around and we'll go and do something differently. Yeah, see, people don't know how far that um, Desert Storm goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, you know, that that was crucial in our life to say, hey, look, how do you adjust with your relationship going back and forth, moving here and there, moving three children, putting them in and out of schools, and, yeah, it uh, was, and just going from that? It was hard because, you know, you was, you know, the, for the as far as the kids know, it was mommy. You know, daddy was always gone. When he came home for a couple of months, you know, you had, what is it called? Um, what they call it? Duty? What kind of duty was What's that? Um, when you had to stay on base for 24 hours? Guard duty. Yeah, like guard duty. And all I mean, that. you had to do that every couple of weeks. Yep. Um, you was always um, doing some kind of retreat somewhere maneuvers or whatever yeah. so yeah, because we was at a missile site called cast site yeah that we had to actually man pershing missiles and that was and we would have to stay there for 30 yeah. days that was an old noyom yeah that was when in noyom mm-hmm. so even during that period we were gone you know so i had to make the most of each and every time that i came back um sadly that's caused three children as well but you know but you had to make the most of what you had to do yes but uh it made it kind of difficult on a relationship, but it made it a stronger relationship to say, what do we do to keep the constant? Yeah, we you did. Know, what do you do to keep the constant? Yeah. But um, back to the new Germany, it was an aviation unit. and It was we like a were, helicopter what? It was the Black Hawk and kind of aviation unit, but right. an Army aviation right, unit. Right, right. But during that time, um, that's when you was expanding yourself with uh, Motorola. Well, was it Motorola? Yeah. I I got to no, know. First, I was working with um, one of the actual, um, what is it? One of the military uh, um, groups. One of the, I think it was an aviation um, battalion. One of the battalions I was doing help desk with them. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, they wouldn't hire me as a government um, a, um, person because they were bringing their own military people to do the job. So that's when I got the job with Motorola. And I did that for a couple of years until the manager said that when you had left to go to Desert Storm and it was, it came. No, that was Somalia. That was Somalia. Okay. When you went to Somalia, then the new manager came in and said, um, my place is at home with my children and laid me off. And then I got the job with, uh, with City College of Chicago. And so um, the military was not that kind of place for, they felt that if a lot of the, the old school retired military who were coming in there working in the government aid, government positions, they were telling the women where their place should be when they had no business to tell us what to do. Yep. So, um, so that was a different experience too. And you, you, you had it firsthand. And the, the, the military, if you don't know, is its own community. Yes, it is. It's its so own world. Its own world. All it has dictated its own, by its rules. Its own rules. Yeah. UCMJ. As so. who you know and who to hook up and who you slept with. And I mean, it was just it was just one of those things that for a long time, I did not feel, I don't think I was a good fit because they didn't like how I would speak out against a lot of things that was going on. Um. And that was something that, you know, again, you had to be the per you have to be keep your mouth shut and follow the rules kind of person because your husband is a soldier. Well, but the problem with that was, you know, I had the same issue because, you know, I had that still had the New York swag to say, you can't tell me anything. So, you know, I got in trouble. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. But it was OK because what they taught me was as long as you stay within the rules and since it's a uh, uh, meritocracy, and I think I said that right, but you get promoted on your merit as opposed to who you like, they couldn't do anything but continue to promote me because I was smart enough to get promoted, but also smart enough to not get in trouble. But as a younger soldier, I always got in trouble because I didn't realize if you didn't know what the rules were, That's right. you didn't know how to cover yourself to stay within the rules. That's right. And once you, I learned that, uh, even to today, it's always a rule to something. Yep. You just got to know what it is. Yep. In order to play the game, you got to know the rules. You always said that. Yeah. You got to know the rules. You know so it, it, was a, it was a great experience. You know, I served my country well, um, participating in all those wars. And I got out right before the Bosnian War. Yep. And, you know... You know, I I re had some regrets there because some of my friends um, actually got shot down um, from my unit when mm -hmm. I got out. When they went there, the people in my unit that I was in were shot down doing it. So it was, you know, there was some heartbreak there. But I knew I had to be with my family because the time that I was missing with my children was pretty crucial. Um, and I didn't want the military taking care of my children with just my wife. Yeah. While I, I mean, traveled the world. You you did say that. and the one thing you did say, you said you was tired of the military and you was ready to to be home with your family. And it was like, Okay, this is not going this is not going this is not gonna go good because <laughs> we wasn't used to you being home, you know, like that. And it was a different experience. Yeah, and, and the thing is people are saying, Hey look, twelve, thirteen years 
just stick it out. But I said, you know what? I'd rather be able to feel good at making a decision than someone else making a decision for me and my family. Right. And right. if my if my wife truly said, eh, you know what? I think we need to stick it out. I would have probably stuck it out. But we came to an agreement that, yeah, well, it's going to be a change. It's going to be a little different, but uh, uh, let's go for it. Let's go back. Yeah, I mean, then, you know, what happened when we, we decided Then to- we had... Um, we had either some dice or roulette wheel, and we <laughs> spend it and said, what are we going to put up there? We put in Maryland. We put in Connecticut. No, no, we put no. In, no, it was, no, no, no. It was Arizona. Yeah. Denver, it, Colorado, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, and Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Because we said we was not going where you you was going like, like no, we can't no, we don't want to be that close to New York. That's just too damn close. But you know, we we had family that was there. They were doing well right outside of New York, but still was a little bit too close. And then it was like, well, just come to Virginia. We'll make sure we take care of you and you know, we we found what happened to my brother when he went close to him and he's like, No, we don't like people interfering yeah. in our life. Virginia still was not on our list. Yeah. So you we know, lived there and it still was not on our list. And we was like, nah. No, we was not it was a commonwealth state with no sports team. Yeah. No. So and we wasn't Washington fans. We we still not even Georgia fans. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's true. But uh but we suppose it went to Charlotte, but somehow... No, no, we were supposed to fly to... You know, remember, they, Delaware, you fly into Delaware with the military flight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were supposed to, like, I think how we was, we was going to rent a car and come down and stop yeah, in to, North Carolina yeah. to look at some houses. But where did we wind up? The plane, for some reason, we don't know what... I can't remember why it landed in Atlanta. The plane landed in Atlanta Airport. And we and said, we oh, to, okay. And we were supposed to meet a real estate agent, not only in Charlotte, but also in Atlanta. So we had to change the schedule. And you know that was damn the biggest damn mistake. Well, not the mistake, but the thing is, is that when you know that you're going to meet with a real estate agent in one state, be prepared that you're not going to go to the other state to look at any houses. That's just what happened. So, I mean, that, that was, you know, um, I don't know if it was God's will or universe or whoever you want to call out to but um and guess what this is where we are yep this yep. is where we wound up we landed we found a house and we stayed yep and we're still here from today which was what 1993 93 yep but our life took a different turn because because of leisha's experience with computers in germany and I was putting hands on and we were looking at things. Once we got back here, uh, we knew we had to work, but we started our first business. Our first business was Macintosh Enterprise. Yeah, we were helping people to fix computers. Fix computers, um, small businesses, install software. Yes, exactly. So it it was a lot of that. We had the flyers. We had we had all types of little things. Mm -hmm. It was it was a good experience to find out that we didn't know what the hell we were doing. (laughs) Yep, we landed. Yep, very very good experience. In fact, somebody. In fact. Oh my gosh, I was working with somebody and he 
I was supposed, I went to the college, Georgia state and to fix the computer. And while I was pulling the computer, it fell off the cart and I had to pay for it. So that was not a good thing. So, um, I know what it is to start a small business here and just trying to build it. And it takes some years. We, we were back and forth learning a little bit of everything. So what it went to, um, even then was, you know, some of my Mason brothers, he had his own computer business at the same, but he was well established. Yep. And we saw that what we were trying to do, we wasn't even in competition. Um, that we couldn't even match up with this guy. So, yeah. which made it very, very interesting to look and say, "That's is that what you want to be?" And we knew we needed to be more knowledgeable yep. in order to just, just compete, to started, yeah. just to compete. We couldn't even compete. Mm-hmm. So we had to build our knowledge up, find out what we wanted to do, and build from there. So that was the another experience in our life. And you know, I wind up going into the logistics. Um, um, business with uh, Excel Logistics and Menlo Logistics and AMS Logistics. And, and I, of course, decided I and go in, went into the computer aspect, you know, more so. Started off with admin assistant, um, learning more about computers, um, harassing um, one of the recruiters for a company called Sales Technology. Um, got on a sales technology as a... Uh, as, yeah, helped us working on laptops, some um, support, um, wanting to be a programmer there because they actually would promote people from within um, to to do programming. And apparently, again, my my little attitude became an issue because they would not tell me why they would give me the opportunity. So I, I mean, I basically went to school, learned. Um, I taught myself HTML, created a website, maintained it, the um, actual the um, not the company website, but the actual, the pharmaceutical company that we supported their website. Um, went to school for Oracle SQL, um, C++. Um, so yeah, my area of expertise was more so into programming, learning more about computers, was very excited about it. Not too fond of doing help desk, which is a very stressful kind of job. Um, but love, loving everything I did about it. That was exciting, you know, doing that. And, um, you know, again, our kids around us, raising our children, um, they got older, um, started, you know, to get into trouble. You know, back then was not as school, you know, companies was not that flexible. Um, Still living in, you know, in Georgia, loving, you know, loving Georgia, every bit of it. Um, still together. <laughs> yeah, so what, what made it interesting was, you know, you know, again, we had to make sacrifices to, you know, accommodate our children, uh, accommodate our relationship. Um, I got into computers with actually uh, AS400 uh, warehouse management systems. And we started having our life touching computers in that way. But we had to make an adjustment in our life again. And throughout all this time, Mm -hmm. we started embracing the Internet. And a little company came out to say, you can sell things. And we was like, "Eh, what can we sell? And we started selling on eBay. So we started an eBay online store yes, that did. supplemented everything we were 
talking to vendors from um, South America. We went up to New York and uh, talked to a lot of distributors there. And we were building an online presence and ordering shoes. And we had a business right then. Um, we moved on. We had a, um, a business with vending machines. Um, we decided to get refurbished, um, refurbished vending machines and put them in starting locations to say, hey, look, you can't have the prettiest thing, but we can at least start you off right here and we can keep you replenished. Um, we started with that. We started with um, actually buying used goods and reselling them on eBay in order to supplement our income because of our three children and our lifestyle that we wanted to have. So we were entrepreneurs for a long, long time. Still are. And still are. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's why I wanted to add these in. Um, we, we taught our children that this is what you should be looking at in your life. You can work for someone, but build on that to say, if I want something, I have to do it on my own. I have to be smart enough and I have to put the effort in to actually be an entrepreneur if I truly have an idea that I believe in. Right, right. But my wife, actually, Alicia, actually went further and further into the programming aspect, you know, especially after the actually website with the African-American Literary Forum, which was a really, really great bookstore um, when she had relationship with authors and promoting their books. But it was overwhelming because, you know, I was still working uh, about two hours away because I was driving all the way up to Swanee living in um, Riverdale. And there was she didn't have a lot of support and it was expanding faster than she had the capacity for. But as we build and again, we saying this is we still had individual dreams, but our focus was how can we as a couple and a family, be successful. So when, you, when you're when looking at and we say who we are, these are the things that made us who we are. Yeah, actually, yeah. And, and we kind of built on that. Yeah, and build we still our character, build our relationship, that. you know, mm -hmm. the way we are, the why we are still together for 35 years. And um, it's, it's, it's tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, your hair is laughing about it because we know what you really don't understand. But... um it's just one of those things that we supported each other in each and every way. Cause my husband knew that I will have this creativity talent of coming up with ideas for businesses. And he will tell you in a heartbeat, I, I come up with ideas. So she's the creative one. So <laughs> definitely we, 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 I will never put that past her. If someone say, well, you know, you're very creative, Mike. Nope. Not compared to my wife, mm -hmm. my wife come up with, creations and ideas out of nowhere yeah like for example so my talent is not just i can create things i'm semi-creative no, he is but he is a, a poetry writer he can write this man can he has the ability he he was doing poetry for a long time a long time and um some of the stuff we don't even know where they at. Yep. <laughs> lost Kinda some lost of it. Them. We lost some of it. He's also a writer. He can write. He can so creative with his writing, his words. He's very, very good with words. Very good with words. He always correct me. Let's say that. I can't spell with the lick. I'm a punctuation grammar, all that. And I have to reach out to him or somebody. If he's not around, Alexa, Echo, 
series. <laughs> but, but again, that's where you have a partnership. So we always, and we, we told a lot of, we told our, our daughters, we told my son, we told everyone that we can tell. If you don't have a, you don't have the communication and you don't have a partnership with your partner, you will never be successful. So I'm going to have to quote the one thing that I always tell, and my wife saw this. We were big fans of Dexter, and we saw like every single episode. But there was one episode where there was a couple from Miami, and they were actually kidnapping people and putting them in storage containers. And it was a wife and actual husband business and he finally got his hands and caught them and he was like I don't understand you're you're together doing this same thing but you're killing people you're making money off of this I, I don't understand your relationship and they said it's easy it's common interests and common goals common goal common interests and and it's really important, and it, and it stuck with us to this day. And mm-hmm. this was years ago, but it stuck. We love movies. Yeah. Common interests. Yeah. We want a restaurant and a home in the Caribbean. Coffee shop. Coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Common goals. So regardless of the matter, you have to be able to have those common interests and common goals, but be flexible enough to say... Yeah. Eh, not the restaurant, but the coffee shop. And then me on the analytical side said, you know what? The investment in a coffee shop will be much less than a restaurant. So, yeah, that makes sense. I still get what I want. We still got the goals that we want. And our interest is to do that. Yeah, Everybody drink coffee. Coffee. Yeah. So it's really important when it comes to this longevity in your relationship to keep those key factors in. And... Again, in the end, when you have nothing else to talk about, if you don't have the same interests, then you're going to find interest in someone else. If you don't have the same goals, then you're going two different directions. Yeah. So if you if you look at her goals with technology and my goals with wine and poetry and blogging, it's still tied into to the same, and in the end, it's supporting each other. I mean, it's supporting those. I mean, not those let, ideas. You, you know, not letting the other one give up on something that they're so good at. You know, not letting you know the other person feel that they're a failure, and let them know. Well, you know what? There's always other ideas. There's never been a time that I came up with an idea that my husband would say, "Don't do it." He was like, okay, like I will come, like for example, I came to him, I was like, hey babe, guess what? There's stickers. Guess what? I don't have to code them. What you got to do? Just create them and put them over. Okay. How can you do? 99 cents. Okay. Let's do it. And that's it. You know, it wasn't, no, it was, okay, how much, how can we make it better? Okay. How do we make it more creative? How? And he seeing that there's a, there's a look I wanted. There's a way I want it. And he's like, oh yeah, that'll work. And that was how it is i mean he wanted he loved podcasting he loved music he's he's been into music man he's been a, he was a dj since high school before high school before i met him he was a dj and he loves music and he's using that talent right now with blogging you know with 
with podcasts, you know, giving people him, his brother, me, my son, all of us talking about a little bit of everything about music. Cause going back in the day, that's what where music was really music. I don't know about now. Eh, it's still out there. <laughs> Hitting somewhere. It's still out there. But I mean, it's important. In it. And when we wanted to do this, uh, who are we? It's easy. We It's easy for us. But then it's really, really hard because sometimes, you know, you don't see your relationship. And when you don't see and you can mirror your relationship like someone else's, it's kind of difficult. And then you, you sort of question yourself as, how are we doing things? You know, mm-hmm. are, are are we really truthful to the way we are with our relationship? But again, we know we still have the same goals. We know we still have the same interests. Yeah, our interest is going to grow maybe differently, but it's still the same interests. You know, my wife wanted to be a, a Zumba instructor. Go ahead and try it. Until you know that's not what you want, try it. She wanted to be a life coach. Well, Try it. Yep. Got it. Done it. Been there, done that. Yep. She's got a lot of been there, done that. She's a <laughs> photographer. But guess what? She don't want to do it full time. Is she a good photographer? Could she make money? Absolutely. But she has a choice. And sometimes choice is big. When you say, I just don't want to do that because I want I have other interests, you know you're talented enough to do that. Yes. And yes. You know, That's we do true. that. You know, my poetry, you know, I had major interests. I could have done some more. But my family came first. When my kids was going off the chain, you had to stop. You know, and most of my poetry was from pain. It came from pain. Yeah. But you know what? When you lose that pain, you kind of lose that interest. And, you know, I, I made a decision to say don't be in pain. You know, make your life enjoyable. Make this but life but, right now. But enjoyable. remember, that's that's when coming of age. True. We started to realize what it is more so we can think about it much clearer and understand. We think about it and understand it. It's not think about it and do it. It was like you got that time to really think about it, soak into it and understand what direction or what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, finding out that, you know, I'm having more goddamn fun doing code. Than anything I've done, you know, because it's more creative. I'm um, now director of Women Who Code. I'm meeting some amazing people. In fact, I was talking to a friend of mine in Wisconsin. She was like, oh, do you know such and such? Um, one of the guys was saying that, you know, that's a person you need to connect up to. I said, yeah, I know her. She's a VC. And, yeah, I sit and talk to her. I had coffee with her the other day. She's like, oh, okay. It's not. And I know now just how how, how connected I am and what I'm doing and I'm loving what I'm doing. And that's what, at some point being together, allowing each other to enjoy our lives. I mean, we enjoy our lives and doing something. We got eight grandbabies, you know, and with that comes, you know, the craziness of grandma, papa, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, you know, of course mommy saying no, because we did the same damn thing anyway. And so, you know, my grandbaby wanting to go, you know, wanted to know about Tesla. So grandma took her to go test drive one. You know, of course I was driving. She wasn't driving, test driving. Man, we couldn't do that. You know, but the thing is, is that it's so much, our lives is so different. I mean, it's, 
35 years of marriage. We're comfortable with each other. Um, we know each other. You know, don't think that we don't argue. Don't think that we get mad at each other. It's still a relationship that grows and, you know, it, things happen. But we also understand that we ain't going no place because we, we don't want to train nobody else. <laughs> it's some hard training. Oh, my God. It's hard training. But, oh. and again, you know, back to the main point. Who are we? So, I mean, as we sit here today, we have um, Dreadlock Connoisseur with um, Old Car Wax podcast. We have Urban Lifestyle Cafe, which is our podcast mm -hmm. and blog. And then I have Urban Wine Life. Right. And that's my wine. I'm just totally into wine. I was into wine when I left Germany, yeah, which was in 93. Yep. So I love wine. So I blog on it. I got video blogs. I do everything there is with wine. Um, the only thing I just couldn't afford being a sommelier, year. So I couldn't do that. And I committed to what my wife goals were. But at this time, she's a coder. Um, she's a leader. Um, she has done everything and she's expanding from there. You know, not um, only that, I mean, just remember, you know, for you, you know, the wine is everything. You know, I don't even, you ask me about what I like, I ask him. I do. I love the fact that he knows a lot about wine because there's just people, I mean, I have, we, it was like dessert wine. I said, girl, it's not just, it's not called dessert wine. It's, it's, they're, they're called something else. And I'm like, damn, if I could just pick up the phone and call Michael and ask him, they're not called dessert wine. They're not called. <laughs> yeah, because people get confused. Yeah. It's they like, say, yeah, I'm, I'm drinking a dessert wine. Now, but what kind of dessert wine? No, it's a dessert wine. No, no. What kind of dessert wine? Well, I, okay. Gotcha. And so, you know, him, he is, I mean, don't, I mean, my husband is smart and he's very knowledgeable. He likes to be, he don't like to be in a situation where he don't know his shit. It's always been that way. He also was so bad about it. He made sure that me and his kids are the same way because he will question you. And that's something that we all have. We don't realize that we have that trait from him. But it's also one of those things like you kind of feel like, yeah, that's important because you want to be, there's so many situations where I'm, I'm sitting in front of a person and, and especially a male and he says something so stupid and I'm like, uh, let me correct you. There was so many times and I have to thank him for that because he made sure that you will never embarrass me. You will never go in front of somebody and say you don't know or don't have facts. And so, you know, again, our relationship is just that strong, you know, where we learn from each other. Not real. You never, you never, under, you know, people don't understand when you're in a relationship and you're married for a long time or you with a person that you really care about for a long time, those traits all so much rub off on you. Absolutely. And so you have a lot, you really don't realize that, but it happens. And, and what's, what's key to that is, what she just said, you don't realize that because as a <laughs> as a passive um, young man who was aggressive from being from New York, I still had the passivity with people and they took advantage of me. 
but the women in my life, even my mother, uh, my aunts, were very aggressive women. And they taught me that you can't let people run over you. But if you're right, you can stand up for that. If you're not, then you deserve what you get. But stand up and be able to do that. And my wife has shown me and taught me that you need to always have that ready. You know, you got that weapon by your side. It's like you in the Wild West. You pull that forty-five out when you feel threatened. And people will see, oh, he's armed. And I give her that back on the intelligence side. You need to be armed at all times because you never know what situation you're in and you always need to be prepared. So she prepared me to be, you know, extra careful, but speak your mind, but be careful because you're smart enough to be careful about it. But (laughs) don't allow them to take advantage of that. And it's it's a great give and take relationship. And, you know, we're not sitting here. Don't get us wrong. We're not sitting here and say it's all puppies and flowers because people with strong personalities will always clash. Yep. Because if you want to do something, sometimes you're going to do it. And other times, if you're not going to do something, just be prepared to be either questioned or be prepared to compromise. Right. And right. with 35 years, you better believe we both did some compromising. Yep, we sure have. You just got to. So the re- So now you know who we are. Um. We do have three kids, Shanisha, Sean, and Milan, in that order, and eight grandbabies. I don't know if we want to name all of them because I nah, can't remember the name. We know there are eight of them, okay? And so... Um, Shout out to Martin Luther King. <laughs> high school, previously. Yes, high school, Martin Luther King, high school. Yay! We don't, I mean, we don't really respond to y'all as much because we have a busy life. Okay, sorry. But big love to them. Yes, we do. We we, we missed our reunion, but we will be sure to work on it next yeah, year. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> Just depending where they go this next year. We'll work on it. And so. Shout um, out to Deline and my brother. Ah. Mark. Yes. Yes. To my darling, darling sister-in-law. I love you. Love you. And my brother-in-law. And I, my other brother, and my Tony. Ne- don't, no, no, no. And wait, Eleanor. Wait a minute. You better say something to Max. Oh, Max. Because you know she going to be listening to this and talking about, you all just saying nothing about me. <laughs> my sweetheart, Max. <laughs> and then Eleanor and Tony, our sister and brother. They always been our sister and brother. I don't Regardless. Know. Man. Oh, we adopted them. Shit. We didn't, <laughs> our parents didn't even have to adopt them. We adopted them on our own. Man. We love y'all so much. <laughs> so and then oh, don't forget our daughter-in-law, Marsha. Marsha, sweetie. Sorry, babe. You know we meant we meant to mention you. We I should mention you at the very top of the like. I have four kids instead of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got many children. We got but many. We, and Shay. Yeah, Shay. All the adopted oh daughter. My God, Shay. We have so many, but that's who we are mm-hmm. because we bring people into our heart. If you bring people into your heart, you have to be able to welcome them as they are. Shit, they are family. As they are. Mm-hmm. So it's really important because that's who we are. So when we started this off, and you're going to see that, that's who we are. 
and you needed to know that. So when you hear our podcast and what we talk about and our likes and dislikes and, 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 and our travels and all of that, it's really important to know who we are and where we came from. Yes, definitely. So, but thank you so much. You know, we can go on forever because this is our life. Yeah. If you you happen to have any questions, hit us up on our website. (laughs) Dreadlockconnoisseur.com, Women, Coffee, and Tech. No, Coffee, Women, and Tech. So, Coffee, Women, and Tech, that's exactly what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Backwards, backwards. Coffee, so. women, and tech. You can hit me up on Twitter as well as Fine Black Woman, F I N E B L K. Urban Wine Life, you know, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch me on Instagram as well. Um, we're out there. Um, comments, questions, just, you know, enjoy our podcast. This is just something we wanted to do, we wanted to enjoy, and we, we just like the interaction from people. So. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on our next podcast, which will be—I don't even know. Well, you'll just—you'll just catch up on it. Catch up on us, and we'll check it out. Bye. Thank you. Bye.